0: Welcome to Mastering Your Financial Life, hosted by Judy Heft, the founder and CEO of Judith Heft and Associates Financial and Lifestyle Concierge. This year, they're celebrating 26 years in business. In every episode, Judy interviews professionals who help others successfully manage their financial lives. You can find this show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Judy is the author of two books. How to Be Smart, Successful, and Organized with Your Money for a Better Today and Tomorrow. And her latest book, Mastering Your Financial Life Cycles, How to Successfully Manage Money in Every Decade of Life. You can read chapters of her books and catch prior episodes of this show at www.judithheft.com. Now here's the host of Mastering Your Financial Life, Judy Heft.
1: Hey everybody, welcome. Welcome to episode 39 of Mastering Your Financial Life. I'm Judy Heft, founder and CEO of Judith Heft & Associates, and today we are here with Ellie Erickson. Ellie is of counsel with the firm Aronson, Maevsky, and Sloan. That's a mouthful, but I got it right. And uh, she's a matrimonial attorney celebrating 15 years helping people get through the uh, muck and mire of dealing with divorce Um, and she's really dedicated to that she's a litigator and so she just really helps people i don't know maybe i want to say come to their senses or helps them figure out what to do by you know letting them know that we don't want to just litigate all the time we need to come to a decision i'm sure that's not easy so thank you ellie thank you for being a guest here with me uh, so, you know, I guess there's a few questions, you know, things we want to talk about. So you took, you do a lot of, uh, prenups for your people and, you know, why is that important and, and who doesn't, are they more younger couples or are they later wa- couples later in life, you know, second and third marriages, how does that all work out? Well, you know, there's a lot of reasons that, that people
2: would choose to do a prenuptial agreement or, a, 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 a any kind of. Marital agreement, including a postnuptial agreement, which could happen at any stage, um, even for for couples that are still choosing, still in engaged in their marriage. Um, but a prenuptial agreement, um, especially for younger couples, um, is is a very important thing to consider because, um, you know, quite often it might be a reason to start um the first discussion about money mm. um, sometimes you know people are young in their professional lives and very much in love and getting married and they're gung-ho wedding planning and it might not have crossed their minds to start really thinking about the fact that they're entering an economic partnership under the law Um, that's what a marriage is it is an economic partnership and it might not be any other reason for them to sit down and start thinking about once they say i do um what they are each going to be bringing to the table and and taking away and exactly what that's going to look like for them um you know but there's other reasons that people would have have prenups as well um, i really like them for for younger people too um, it once they then proceed into the marriage it gives them a reason to continue that that conversation um, you know who has what at any time um, Who where's the money going and how are they sharing those finances into the future?
1: Money conversations are so difficult. And, you know, I think, yes, I agree with you. It's smart to get that out of the way in the beginning because, you know, if you don't talk about money and who's gonna pay for what and how we're gonna figure this out. And I brought this into the marriage and you brought that and this we accumulated together. I think, you know, I love that. Setting the tone in the beginning because if not, then that's going to be problems later on. I mean, when I got married, one of the things my sister said to me was, You'll just fight about money and kids. And I was like, No, nah, we're never going to fight about that. Yeah, well, that's what we fought about. <laughs> you know, it's so right. true. But it's true. I think that's really smart to get that out of the way in the beginning. And so, you know, set your boundaries, figure out what's comfortable for both of you. You know, that's one of the things that we get questioned about too, not the divorce or prenups, but as far as. What kind of an account to have you know is should there be a household ca- account should they keep their money separate and then just pool and and then the other question is you know how much should it be should it be a percentage he makes more money she makes more money or mm-hmm. is it 50 50 so yeah i think it's a good way to start out is by setting that down first exactly and you know a lot of times when you're dating and and
2: oh i'll i'll, I'll buy dinner tonight or i'll buy dinner you know so and so buys dinner the next night even when you're living together and you're sharing I- expenses that you know oh we're sharing rent 50 50 that's great but once you get married now that doesn't necessarily mean the same thing as it does when before you get married when you're just living together so a prenuptial agreement will will specify exactly what that sharing of expenses now means and you have that expectation so that if something happens down the line you can't go back you you know you have it something an understanding that you go back to and say well wait we were sharing rent or we were both equally contributing to the mortgage all these years or but she was earning twice as much as i was and i was paying i was paying the cable and the rent and the cars and these things and she was paying the mortgage and that was our agreement all along that that's all very well and good but under the law it may not mean what you think it means when in hindsight unless you put it down on a piece of paper and it really it's nice to talk about it when you're going into it and you're happy with each other Then in hindsight with with the emotion and you know the, the the, everything that comes with it at the end of a marriage and dealing with it
1: then. That's so too, true. Yes, that's good to get that out of the way. And then what about for older couples that are, you know, coming from different, they're either, you know, widowed or divorced and, you know, they, they brought X amount into the marriage and then the other person did, and then they each have their own children. They're not having children together. How does that all work? Right. So, I mean,
2: prenuptial agreements for older couples are, are great too. I mean, in that respect, they're important part of an estate plan, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're coming to a, a marriage and you have children, either maybe adult children or 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 not, um, but children of your own, then it's good to be able to say, well, I'm getting married and I have maybe I've been married before and I have this property and I want to make sure that if something happens in this in this marriage that this this is going to be what's going to be for my kids and right. um you know quite often we work with um estate planning attorneys um as part of an estate an estate plan
1: yeah that's so important got to get that out there and get it down and maybe set yeah. up different trusts and things Part and parcel mm-hmm. yeah estate planning attorneys definitely know how to you know structure that the right way. So let's take a little break here. We're here with Ellie Erickson and we'll come back in another few seconds. Hey there. I just want to tell you a little bit about my new book that just came out called Mastering Your Financial Life Cycles. And here it is. It's how to successfully manage your money in every decade of life. I co-authored this with my CFO, Liz Levy, And together, we created this manual that's going to help you through every stage of life. We talk about having a baby. We talk about young adulthood, pre-retirement, what to do when you're at that age of retirement. If you're contemplating divorce, do you need an estate plan? We cover all of these, each subject in a different chapter. And I really think that you're going to find this so helpful because at the end of every chapter, we have checklists that you can look at and you can use and they can be a guide for you. So this is a wonderful manual that we've created. It's available on Amazon. You can also find it on our website at Judithhep.comslash book. And we're here for you. If you need anything, reach out. I hope you enjoy the book. Here's another picture of it, just so you know what's going on. Here it is. And I'm really proud of it. It's my second book. And I'd love to have you uh, read it and give me your feedback. Judy Heft, Heft judithheft.com, financial and lifestyle concierge, celebrating 26 years in business. And over the years, I've learned so much. And what I've been trying to do is impart a little bit of this knowledge to you so I can help all of you become as financially organized as I am. And we're back. We're back here with Ellie Erickson. So, you know, I think you know, we do, we help a lot of clients that are going through a divorce put their numbers together for their financial affidavits, statement of net worth, because I think, you know, as you probably know too, most people have no clue what they're spending on what. And the, those statements of net worth are just very detailed. And so it can be overwhelming. So, I, you know, we talk with a lot of divorce, uh, usually women too, sometimes it's the men, but I think people think that, okay, I'm going to get divorced and it's going to cost me half as much to live but that's not the right answer because you're still paying a mortgage and utilities and all that kind of stuff. So what are some of the misconceptions about the financial issues that you've seen over the years, you know, in regard to divorcing? Right. Well, I mean,
2: I think that's exactly it. It's going to cost me half as much to live. So, but it's not, um, you know, child support is something that's, and, and spousal maintenance are too, really. And I, I have to just couch these comments with that, they're based only on what happens in new york because that's my experience but they are still um, universally very confusing topics for people um what's included in in child support in new york when we think about child support you know it's based sort of on what it costs um sort of the everything that it costs to raise children except for what we call add-on expenses, which are unreimbursed medical expenses, childcare, and, um, uh, and educational expenses in New York. So, but everything else, um, you have to consider what it takes to your, what's in your budget to raise your kids. That is your housing and the clothing, the roof over the head to keep the lights on, your car expenses, you know if maybe not necessarily in new york city if you have a car but you know if you are driving and that your kids around that's in your budget for your kids and a lot of people don't necessarily consider that um another thing to consider and i get this a lot is well i i need an attorney but i I can't i can't afford one my my spouse has all the money um i think a really important thing that that people need to know in new york is that um there's a a presumption that the less the less money spouse will be entitled to a certain portion of their council fees paid by the what the, the other spouse the spouse with that with greater access to financial resources I think that's really important in terms of financial planning but you also of course don't want to um you know be spending all of the money on, on council fees so that's an important consideration as well um those are those are a couple a
1: couple things to consider. Yeah, one of the things you said you know kind of resonated you said you know about lawyers. I can't afford a lawyer. Well, I think you can't not afford a lawyer, <laughs> right? Because they know what's going on. They can represent you better in court. I mean, what do they say? A uh, a, a person who, a lawyer who represents himself, has a fool for a lawyer a or something like has that. Has a fool for a client. I have mean, a I fool said, for a client, right? No. No, there's some statistic out there, and
2: I forget what it is, but there's something that where where there's um, the where both parties have attorneys and the attorneys are collegial with each other or know each other that the that the divorce overall actually is is less expensive um because the attorneys can sit down and and, and work and, and hopefully get it done i don't want to miss numbers but that's the idea is because the attorneys should know how to work and and get the issues done efficiently and I, I'm not here to make promises. Certainly there's conflicts in every case and everyone should be be heard and we zealously represent our clients, Um, but both sides need to have representation. And that is why that presumption in New York exists so that both sides can have representation not just the person with the access to the financial resources
1: yeah well that makes sense that's the way it should be so this was great i think our listeners probably learned a lot listening to you today so how can they find you our website is amslp.com okay great
2: it's been great chatting with you judy i've read your book it's fantastic and it's actually what made me think about that i wanted to talk with with about prenuptial agreements with you because it's part of planning for different stages of your life
1: it is. so. thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's been great. It's been great talking to you, Ellie, and uh, I hope I see you again soon. Thank you. Yes, thank you.
0: You've been listening to Mastering Your Financial Life, hosted by Judy Heft. Thank you for your positive reviews, comments, and sharing this show with others. You can read chapters of Judy's books and catch prior episodes of Mastering Your Financial Life at www.juditheft.com.